Welcome to the Sixers Mania Podcast. I'm your host, Will Coffrin. Joining me, a man who's infected with COVID, but that does not stop him. Justin Maltz, the creator of Sixers Mania. Maltz, how are you doing? Besides the I'm Rona. Doing, I'm doing better. Actually, I have an update on the Rona. Got tested this morning and came back quite frankly negative. So listen, although I don't wow. sound a thousand percent, I'm feeling much better, quite frankly. So we're back in business and uh, you're ready to do this podcast. So yeah, here we are. So you can now officially be a two-time COVID survivor. Listen, I don't want to say I'm immune or as they call invincible, as you know Donald will call it, but I'm invincible. I'm, I'm built different. It's unreal. Yeah, not even going to comment on that. All right. <laughs> um, so uh, we haven't done a pod since uh, I was sleep deprived uh, and the Sixers were falling apart. Uh, now they're on a huge win streak. Mm-hmm. Uh and a lot of road, road ones in there, too, uh, which has always been an issue in the past. Uh, Moss, do you believe in this team again? No, 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 no. Don't Me get it neither. twisted. All right. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. We've beat some shitty teams, okay? The Rockets we did have some. Stick. We had a nice one against the Nets. We had a nice one against the Nets, but, you know, we beat the Rockets twice. Bad team, okay? They just are. The Spurs, you know, and they were missing a bunch of guys. Another bad team in general besides DeJounte. But overall, Orlando, I mean, we were playing the Magics of the world. You know, it's... The team, although they look good and Joel's looking exactly how you expect Joel to play, if not better than, you know, than we've seen this past season. I mean, he's absolutely dominating, as he should against these bad teams especially. Um, but, you know, the team's not complete. I mean, that's the issue. I saw today, obviously, we'll probably get into it, trading Tobias and all this stuff, rumors coming out. But the team, as constructed right now, we've been over it, is not good enough to win a title. I don't think they're probably good enough to really get past the first round, depending on their matchup. Uh, so we'll see. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think they're good enough. I still think they could get past the first rounds. Also, with with how the standings are lining up, it's very plausible that we end up getting Cleveland in the first round, which oh, yeah. I would still take. Cleveland's good. I would still take us over Cleveland. Agreed. I don't, I, you mentioned Joel. That's probably the first thing I'll talk about is, you know, he's on an absolute tear. He's averaging basically 30 on the road every recently. Uh, he has a 30-point streak on the road, which is at seven games, I believe now. Like you said, shit teams, but his passing's incredible now. His passing's like significantly better than it was last year. I would say, you know, the numbers might not exactly reflect it, but there was the behind the back past or behind the head pass to Matisse. You know, he's creating these like Jokic like passes out of nowhere, which is something he didn't do last year. He definitely started off slow this season, uh, but post COVID, uh, he's been incredible. And I, I'll ask you, do you think he's better post COVID this year than he was like all of last year? We're going by that sample size i would say yes i think partly due to a couple of things first off the spacing without simmons is definitely better overall i mean you know you don't yeah, have simmons and that's a good that's what i thought was going to happen to start the year i think yeah. you even mentioned that in the preview and then in the beginning of the year he started off slow and i was like what the hell is going on like he, it's a hundred percent it's a hundred percent better and you know i thought it would be an issue though because he is forced to you know bring up the ball a little more do a little more playmaking than he's used to but he's handled it well he, which is he's surprising. better than everyone else on the team at bringing up the ball though. he really is he, he really is which is which is you know that's kind of an issue if you're looking to win the championship <laughs> i love Joel. definitely an issue uh they need a guy that's you know better playmaking than a b which really they don't really have i don't even know who your second best playmaker maybe is i don't even know um yeah. but but yeah i mean he's he's dominated he looks great so post covid uh he's averaging roughly 30 points rounding out 29.6 but uh 35 and 11 five assists being the five and only 2.7 turnovers which isn't bad considering he is who he is, uh, shooting 50% from the f- floor, 38% from three. I saw he was shooting better than Curry up until recently. That was probably, he hasn't made a three in, uh, in a few games. So that, that's probably fun, but his free throw percentage is actually down this year, which I, which I hate 
obviously it was awesome when he was you know he he's always been dependent on drawing fouls i don't want to say dependent he's not like james harden where he's like doesn't attempt to take a shot but he'll get fouled a lot just because people can't stop him yeah and he was convert he was automatic pretty much last year now he's not quite but he's shooting 83 percent from free throw since coming back but yeah i mean do you have any other notes on mb there no, no, I mean, he, you know, he's doing exactly <laughs> there's not much what to I, say. there's not much to say. He, the he's doing exactly really what I expected at this point. It's hard to kind of, I mean, he, I know he's breaking all these records with, I think what he scored like eight games in a row of 30 plus or something like that. Yeah. I think he, you know, beating out, he's like yeah. the top in franchise yeah, history. I mean, like he has all these, Wilt for the other yeah, team. I mean, he has all these accolades and they just keep adding up. And I mean, clearly, you know, hopefully they can capitalize on his greatness in the time that he's here. Cause you know, I mean, we'll get into that's more big picture, but yeah. I don't you know. Mentioned we'll the spacing. The spacing is definitely part of it. And then yes. there's the passing, as we mentioned. And then also the bringing it up the floor. That's an element of his game he didn't have. And then the other thing I would say that I noticed, I don't know what you thought, especially in the Charlotte game, I believe it was. He's just dunking all the time now. Like he looks more. Yes. Spry. I, uh, I, you know, he was never really an athletic guy. But the fact that he's just dunking all over people and he's, he's holding on to the rim, he, he's landing normally. Before he used to just like, prey i don't know it was yeah. just like he couldn't Fall. jump high enough and like brace himself so he'd land on all these weird angles and that's how he kept getting injured he stopped doing that so that's an encouraging sign a for his health but also b it's just you know it's fun to watch joel dog he's in good shape he looks in a lot better shape now uh yeah i mean he's just all over teams and i think partly is you know he understands the responsibility he has as a player i think you know with with tobias not performing how he should be even though he'll never be up to his contract but that's a different topic um and having simmons out the whole year he realizes he has to step up and i think part of just being aggressive dunking it every time making sure you get the two points instead of you know pussyfooting around or everyone to call it i mean it's it's the truth but you know he's he's stepped up his game yeah 100 so the best game i think of the year that we've had was the nets game yeah. And it was Joel, of course, made clutch shots. Him and KD were going at it and won on the road. And not that it was convincing. It was, it was a close game throughout, but we pulled away in crunch time, which is usually we do the opposite. Usually we fall apart in crunch time. We'll say, I don't think it's a coincidence that that was a Dan Burke coached game. Uh, if you would like to talk about that, I'll talk about <laughs> the differences. Of course, Doc had COVID. Now he's back. But and you know one thought to be good and everything but watching Dan, Dan Burke was just a much better coach we didn't run all benched units I actually think Doc's learned from that we haven't really been deploying them as much since he's come back uh Dan Burke also knows how to use Tyrese Maxey instead of putting the six foot guy in the dunker spot he actually has him bring the ball up and runs offense through him where it went Doc has him it's either dunker spot or standoff ball for some reason like he uses him like he's Ben Simmons he's not Ben Simmons he's completely different other than the fact that they both dribble uh, what, what have you noticed any other things between Dan Burke and Doc? I mean, not not too much. I mean, you really covered it. I don't have specifics to be honest. I think the lineups were just a lot better. Um, did Dan was Dan Burke the one that did run the double center lineup there? Right, right. No, that was no. Doc. Was that that Doc? was Doc's first game back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that explains. I still it don't think that was. I mean, it worked <laughs> out against the Magic. I still don't. I thought that was that was a terrible coaching decision. It just, yeah, it's a bad We had thing. Niang or T- Tobias at the shooting guard at one point, depending on who you think is the shooting guard in that lineup. It was, it's a, a, it's a it bad was, fit. It is. Now, who I was, do think who was the other guy? Was it, we didn't have Maxi back then, did we? No, Maxi's still, it, it, oh, well, it was like Seth, I think. Yeah, I think it was Seth. Yeah, Seth, Tobias, Niang, Drummond, and Embiid. Yeah. What a terrible five, but it worked. We pulled away with it. 
Yeah, if they somehow won, I mean, that's, you know, one of the bad Yeah, I mean, teams. we had to slug it out versus the Magic as soon as Doc Rivers yep. comes back. Yep. Unlike Dan Burke, well, you went Typical. to the uh, Rockets game. Eric Gordon's a bum. Shout out the guy. Eric Gordon, yep. Uh, and we won by 20. That was the other Dan Burke coach game. And I thought, like, it was just nice to bury a team like that. And Isaiah Joe had the best game of the season because Doc Rivers doesn't have a gun pointed at him and threatening to murder him and his family if he misses two shots and never play him again. So do you have any thoughts on that Rockets game that we went to? Uh, not much. No. I mean, that's, you know, it, it was a great game. Good thing we won. Uh, Jalen Green did not look that great. I will say that, um, you know, that this game, is such like a, a minor thing because he's been struggling and I don't think we would have been able to do it before the year. Would you trade? I mean, there'd have to be salary. I haven't really looked into it. Would yeah. you trade Ben Simmons for Jalen Green? I asked you that at the time, but, uh, I don't know if, I mean, I don't think you're better though. That's you're not better. Not yet. Not, I mean, well, I, I mean, you're better than not having a guy, but you're, but Jalen Green might take four years to, to that's yeah that's that's the is, issue. You know? So I mean I don't think I would at this point in time. No, if I'm yeah no. yeah he also might not be very good. Yeah, which could also happen. But I think he'll develop into a, a good player. I don't know his, I don't know what his ceiling is, but yeah, I, I loved him out of the draft. So once again, I would do it because I'm I'm all for swings and whatever. I think he could take a huge leap within a couple of years, and then if he's a star on a rookie contract, that would be incredible. But there's also a chance he just sucks because yeah. he, he doesn't look very impressive. He's so athletic. Is the thing that stuck out. I mean, oh, of course, when we went, we were watching him blow by the Sixers, who are a bunch of oafs. <laughs> George Niang, uh, yeah. love him, but oh, I, of course, love Niang. Uh, I, Curry's fine, and then Tobias, <laughs> yeah, but but they are all slow and plotting. <laughs> yep. Uh, the other thing I would say uh, tactically that's changed is I don't know if you've noticed this, uh, Andre Drummond. I feel like in our last pod, I actually said like, hey, we should go to this guy more for offense, considering our offense is that good. Maybe it's a product of shape being out. Maybe it's a coaching decision. I don't know. But I do feel like in the recent games, especially the last Houston game, and and I think it was uh, the Magic game. Like, and yeah, the Magic. Uh, Drummond, Drummond offensively has been getting more involved, and he's been better. Him and Tobias have developed a nice two man game. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, he's a, he's a board machine. That's first off. Um, and he, you know, even comparison to last year when we had Dwight as the backup and you could tell, so I knew right away, even all coming into this off season, like just went, once they signed him, even his first game, I was like, this guy already just has a better touch around the rim. He just, he doesn't make those dumb plays as much, especially when, you know, when it comes to technicals and all that stuff. Um, he just, he's just, you know, he'll have these turnovers here and there, but he overall, he's a smarter player, I think. And I think he's a really good backup. I mean, he would start on most teams in this league. He really would. Yeah, he probably wouldn't start on, like, most teams in the league, but I get what you're saying. There's a lot of Yeah, I'd say, I'd say half the league maybe needs a guy of his caliber. Yeah, I don't maybe, know. I think maybe he could probably start because there's yeah, a lot of shitty centers. Yeah, no, and, like, if you know, every team was trying their best, you know. Yeah. Like the Pistons could start him still. Exactly. Which is funny because, you know, used to be there. Yep. But, yeah, funny, like the Thunder, he, you know, he'd start there. I could keep going on. It is true. Uh, like you said, I, I mean, you prefer him to Dwight, right? Yes. Yes. I would say the same. I, I mean, I enjoyed Dwight more as a player. I've always loved Dwight Howard throughout his entire career. But the dumb mistakes were never going to go away. And I felt like I feel like Dwight had more upside because when he was good, he was good but he was that was just as like a high-end role player drummond you can actually he's better whenever Embiid misses because he's more stable exactly. he's, it's more like when like how we used to start tony bradley like really drummond's kind of an upgrade over tony bradley yeah who we never replaced once we got rid of him because dwight was just not the same role because you couldn't play dwight more than 30 minutes unless the nba allowed you to foul 70 times <laughs> in a game yes yes that was the issue no yeah dwight was dwight was ready to hack someone he really was first drummond gets in there does his thing. He knows how to operate throughout. I mean, he started a lot of games in his career, so he's been there. He's done that. 
So he, he knows his role. He knows exactly what he has to do. And, uh, I mean, he plays it well, especially behind the beat. It's, it's not easy backing up one of the best centers in the league, uh, but coming in there, filling in the time exactly, and, you know, kind of in and out, have to change the minutes every night, really depending on how Joel's feeling or whatever it may be. But he does a good job servicing that backup position. So, yeah. So overall points, too. Uh, we've been doing a lot of these winning, these wins with, without Maxi Grant. We, like we said, we're playing shitty teams right now. However, I do think it's interesting that we're able to do this without Maxi. I'm, I'm of the camp that once we get Maxi back and integrated more, we'll be better. But I think there are some things that we can learn about not having Maxi yeah. that we can do. Like, for instance, I don't know, we are pretty split on this player, but I think when Furcon's back, a point guard is much better than Shake Milton. I don't know about you. Well, Shake's been, out for, Shake's been out for a little while, and, and Cork has been playing well in the, in the past. Whatever, well, I just think, yeah, I think when you look at Furcon, he's, he plays better whenever he is the point guard or you know, has the ball in his well, hands. He, and he, and he has, doesn't play well with Shake either. I was going to say, his finishing is mid-range besides, I mean, we all know he can shoot the three, but his finishing in mid-range is, has got a little better throughout this season that I've noticed. He does, he needs a pick, of course, a screen, but I mean, he he operates well off it. Um, He's not, of course, the greatest playmaker, but him as a point guard, it's not bad. And I think once Shake comes back, he's going to take over that spot regardless. I, I agree, but I think it's, I think they should potentially use Furcon more, or, or at like least when you have Shake and Furcon in, like just, let Switch whoever it take it up yeah you don't yeah. have to go like pretty much when shake was in we just let him take it up every time and shake you mentioned how Furkan's not a good playmaker i mean shake's not really a good passer no, either no so i don't think we really lose anything nah, and shake there. and shake is a little slow like quirk does move at a faster speed i feel like then you know shake kind of operates he's a little more, slow. more divisive and he's got more things that he wants to do shake yeah. i feel like just charges to the rim yeah every time yeah like that's, yeah, exactly like, that's goal but he's he's not quick enough to do it and he just hopes to get fouled or hopes to run the pick and roll with Drummond and doesn't, you know, he's not a great passer, so it doesn't work. I, I still like Shake. Um, What's Shake's contract? A little off topic. What's this? It's just him. Very, he's very cheap. He's on a great contract. Is it, but how many years remaining? Is this the last one? I, no, I think he's got two more. Okay. I'll, I'll check that. I can check that right now. Uh, okay. But yeah, I mean, well, just because you mentioned it, Shake's going to be on this team for a, a little bit or he's a useful trade piece. I, I wouldn't mind putting him in a, in a trade too. To, I know he's, a four, he's, very he's got it one more year after this uh, for 2 million. Yep. So that's a good contract. And, and then we'll be able to use uh, bird rights to resign him. But yeah, so I, I think, she, I, you know, once again, Shake also hasn't, like we said, been playing. But I do think it, there are things to learn from with no Maxi and no Shake because we're learning to do this without any point guards by using people like Ferg. Uh, we've used Curry more too. We're, I'll let you go on Curry because you're a bigger fan. Well, I love, I, yeah. I'm a huge Seth guy. I mean, I think anytime you can use him, especially in that pick and roll scenario, whatever it may be. I mean, him now him with the ball in his hands is not as great as I, I like him off ball. He does a little creation with a screen. That's fine. But if he has it, do you think there's has, a better, not sorry to interrupt, but you think there's a better option with the ball in their hand on the, like aside from Maxi, but well, outside not, of Maxi, not like, really, do you think, that, okay. not really. And that's the issue, but I just think, yeah, he's kind of forced to operate outside his role a little bit, but anything more than like 10 seconds or five seconds in the shot clock with the ball in his hands is kind of useless. Cause he's really good off that screen. And then he pulls up for a mid range or even off ball and beats at someone, whatever it may be. That's the best scenario. But I mean, you know, and he's great in the catch and shoot too, even though he does take his release is not the quickest, but still he's money. So. Yeah. He's just been incredibly consistent. I've often said that like, you know, when people bitched about Robert Covington, there's been there's been other guys too that we we cry about where we're like, oh my god, they're so inconsistent shooters. I actually don't think they're any different from any other shooters, but Seth Curry is one of those that Seth's is different. the exception. Like he pretty much because especially because he doesn't take many attempts a game, so he's pretty much I feel like he's guaranteed to be like two of five every game. 
Yeah. No, he's reliable. He's reliable. That's the guy that you need. Honestly, yeah. like, that's so a guy that like it's refreshing to watch, and he's definitely outplaying his contract on like other players. Oh my god, it's not even close, especially with guys out. It's like this is the year where like you need a guy like Seth because if we didn't have Seth on this team, to be honest, the team would be a lot worse. It really would. It would. Yeah, the record I, I, would be a lot worse. Like I said, I'm not even his biggest supporter, but yeah. he fits. He fits so well with Embiid. Yeah. Uh, the defense is going to be problematic in the playoffs, but everything's going to be problematic about this team in the playoffs because <laughs> they, don't, a... they don't have their second best player and their third best player should be uh, making, or I quotes their third best player uh, is making Matisse is going to have to guard $30 million dollars too much. Matisse is going to have to guard one through four. Then he has the center. That's, that's the defense right there. <laughs> yeah. And, and I want to talk about Matisse next too. That's it. Um, so I'm glad you brought him up, but Matisse, everyone's, everyone's always said like, Oh, if he can just be a consistent jump shooter and granted he should 100% work on his shooting. Mm-hmm. but Matisse has done an incredible job and maybe it's a once again maybe it's a coaching thing but I've always felt like his feel for the game was pretty good in terms of cutting and everything he gets so many wide open dunks off of cuts whenever they they double and bead with his guy defense might adjust that they might not start they might start not doubling with Matisse's guy but that's a good thing too because then they're guarding Matisse from three relatively yeah and it gives Embiid more space but yeah the wide open dunks have been great uh you know of course should still work on shooting as we both agree but the fact that he hasn't been able to add to his offense i do think it's been it's making him a threat i think this is he's definitely improved a lot this year is what i would say yeah which is no. something that people weren't saying about him before i don't know no, yeah i mean we all knew he was an elite defender which he proves he's got down fouls too yeah no he's proved that he's an elite defender once again doing it this year and then offensively very athletic too. That's the one thing. It's like, all right, you expect him to just kind one of the only guys out. that's athletic. One of the only guys on the team, especially on offense, like wow. But he, he can't really dribble, so there. it sucks. No, yeah, he has no handle really for the game. But um, yeah. you know, if he can cut back door and get open like that for easy easy twos, I'll take that all day. And then of course, you know, if the three can improve and he can become somewhat of a real threat, where you know that they can't really help off him if he ever reaches that point, which might not be this season, but you know, down the line in his career, if he becomes that shooter, that you know players can help off of that becomes huge because they can't really double and beat if you surround them with all shooters yeah but i'm yeah. gonna be curious to with him keep getting keep being able to getting these backdoor cuts i'm gonna be curious if they start doubling someone else with well, like with someone else's guy and then how we adjust to that yeah like because it's they've been doubling off him are they gonna start doing danny instead and then we're just gonna have to live with danny green open threes which i don't mind danny green's a awesome i will three i'll shooter. take my number with that i'll take my yeah and that. then uh tobias would be the one i'd be worried about if they, they start adjusting there yeah but the impressive thing too is you know and b used to get double and he always got doubled in his career he just used that type of player that commands a double team but when he received that in the past at least you know there would be some turnovers here or there he's really cut down on them this year he finds the open guy you saw that back door you know over that pass to matisse i mean he's making the right plays this year consistently so clearly evolving as a player as well even at his high level yeah and kind of a matisse point but kind of not I want to talk about, uh, he guarded DeJounte Murray. I thought he did an incredible job. DeJounte still ended up with like 28-7. I think DeJounte is really good. Yeah. Uh, did did DeJounte impress you at all in terms of the guys? Good player. Trade Simmons for? <laughs> I, try, I trade Simmons for him. Absolutely. Yeah, I would too, but I've oh my gosh. I don't, I don't think guy. they would. I don't think they would, right? Yeah, but I, mean, I, yeah I don't know. DeJounte's on an incredible contract too. It's just a killer <laughs> yeah it's gonna be like, it's gonna be like tough. i'd rather have him than fox just because of the contract i'm not sure he has a higher ceiling than fox but i think he's a, at this point a better shooter better defender and has, i have a lot has, has fox played better recently i have not watched no fox is kind of he's been so inconsistent i mean he he started playing better when i think they hired gentry to take over for luke walden and then he immediately went back to sucking 
And uh, the other day, uh, yeah. he missed a game winner, and he took like a pretty bad shot. And Halliburton's just like standing there, just mm-hmm. crazy that you know both being involved. We'll get to that later. But uh, mm-hmm. last, um, the last thing I'll talk about will be since we went to the game, we went to the Tobias Harris getting booed game, which was that game was hilarious from many standpoints for the fact that it was my first game that I went down there too because. I hate Tobias Harris. I love Isaiah Joe. I love Furkan Korkmaz. I love Joel. And those were the only three guys I liked that were, that were actually playing for us. And they all went off and Tobias sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Tobias got booed. Surprisingly, it wasn't for me uh, because I was a little far and I don't want to ruin my vocal cords. But man, yeah, it was definitely noticeable in the arena is what I would say. I don't know. Did you have any, like you noticed him looking around too. I, like when he was looking at the fans. Yeah. I didn't uh, at the time. I know it was caught on camera, but like, yeah. No, I saw the tape afterwards as well. But yeah, even in the arena, you could tell. Even you could tell after you missed that, it's like it's like come on. And then he makes it, and he's like, I forget, "What did he say to the fans exactly?" It wasn't he's like, uh, "Oh, shut the clap. shut the bleep up or don't." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's like, don't, don't clap. Me. Which it's like, it's like, fine, it's I like, want to clap. It's like, come You're on, doing your bro, job. though. You know what? And the fans have a right to react. It's like if you don't perform well, the booing is yeah. a result of how you play on the court. I mean, that's what that is. It, you see, with Joel even when Joel plays, you know, somewhat well, we're so accustomed to him playing such at a high level. It's like, you show support to that guy, but Tobias consistently throughout the whole year, man, if you don't step up, I'm sorry. It's how the, it's how it works. And and it's not just him not playing up to the contract. He's not playing up to being an NBA player in that game. He wasn't playing up to be, he was missing wide open. He missed like a couple wide open layups. He kept doing terrible, like post-ups. They, they went nowhere. Every time we went to him, it was just forfeiting a possession. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I've said, but I think he's like an $8 million, $8 million per year player. Yeah. And yeah. he's making 30 plus. So, of course, yeah. he's going to get booed. But it's I, I hate when people are like, oh, he's a good player. He's just not whatever. Like, he's not really a good player. He sucks. It's, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll be a good it. player on the Magic. We'd be like, wow, Tobias <laughs> Harris or Orlando Magic. That's a player to watch out for tonight. Not yeah. Sixers. Now, unless Travis Schlank or uh, whoever's running it, uh, I think it's such is Gupta running the Kings. I forget. One of the former Maury guys is running the, the Kings. If they're listening to this, Tobias Harris is great. I would trade Buddy Heel for him. He's great. Definitely do it. Oh, yeah. Tra- Tobias Schlank. John Collins, straight up, honestly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so that, that was my large, that's pretty much wraps it up with uh, any of the games besides uh, I want to give a shout out to Danny almost getting a, a Snell, but then they gave him credit for a steal that he absolutely had no part oh of. He my just God. picked it up after Drummond did it. But yeah, he went, I think it was 24 minutes without mm. recording a single stat besides like a missed shot. And, and that cardio in. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because he doesn't really get cardio because he looks like he's running around. You know, not, with the, not with those with bow legs. <laughs> Um, yeah. what's going on yeah those knees yeah um i don't know do you have any more thoughts on any of the recent games any specific game you want to nothing mention? not really in the past great i mean like you said earlier in the a couple of weeks ago great win against the nets i mean but you know the past couple of games have really been teams that we should beat and we are beating which is expected i mean this is it was nice to beat the rockets by 20 i feel like we're never a team that that blows out and even the spurs we almost beat them by 20 I agree. Uh, the magic was a close game. Ended up being a ten point win. Like you know, we keep no, yeah, we're we, pulling away. Now. It's nice to have those comfortable. Like you can just rest Joel yeah. a little bit. Okay, we got this in the bag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like there was the wizard, the, the Wizards game that kicked off the win streak. It was one I didn't see, so I'm not gonna be down talk about it. And yeah. yes, I missed one game. Sorry, it was December twenty sixth. Was doing stuff, um, but yeah, and, and you know even. Though it's only, I think it's a seven-game win streak. The game against Atlanta, Embiid had a wide-open shot to send it into overtime, and we he missed. 
Like that's, that's what I want every, if we can get that look every time, I, I think we'll make it, even though you, you saw the stat that I shooting, like he's like one for like, I think he's like 5% on, on winning or tying shots to end a game, even though he shoots really well. Joel, you said Joel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. And even before there was the uh, Celtics game where he hit that crazy fadeaway and I leaped out of my chair to uh, celebrate. Yes. Against yes, the winning against the Celtics. Crazy. But yeah, no, he, he's been great, but we won't go back to that. But yeah, um, outside of the seven game win streak, those are the, the two I wanted to really highlight there. Uh, so yeah, we still have no faith in this team, right? Mm-hmm. If they were to bring in a player for Simmons, like let's say they brought in De'Aaron Fox for, for Simmons, would you have faith? Yes, I would have faith. I, I how far would you? Uh, I mean, if it's just Fox or like, there's probably yeah. Well, I'm just gonna say that straight up because straight hey, up we're not even Fox. interested in Fox, but like that type of player. Let's just say we get a Fox level player or or Fox, whatever. Fox or um, Fox, yes. <laughs> yeah, let's say you get Fox. Uh, I don't know. I could see you making it to. I mean, you know, the I think the second round is expected if you do have a player like that. I mean, that's kind of required if you have Fox and Embiid and whatever other players. I could see you making a push for the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think you get past there. I think you have potential to make it there. I give your team a way better chance to hit the Eastern Conference Finals with Fox and your team. I don't know. As of now, you're not going to make the Eastern Conference Finals. I give you a much better chance if you did if you did bring up Fox. Yeah, and it looks like it's possible that Simmons doesn't get traded, which is kind of what I thought last episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's we're and still I don't holding think he's on but, well, yeah, we're still on them. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. And this is the interesting. Uh, Newbeck had this article. And, I, and this is actually an argument I used last year when I was against trading for James Harden. What team has ever won after acquiring like a huge, doing a huge trade in the middle of the season? Like, it's usually in the offseason. Like, That's fair. Um, I think, it, I think Pau Gasol was acquired in the beginning of the season. That's like the last time. I th- yeah. But, and then there was a, you know, like Kawhi was acquired right before the season started. And there's there maybe a select few others. And we had that, that team with Jimmy against Kawhi. Yeah. Where, and I'm not, I'm not saying with Fox, you're, you're going to win the whole thing, you know? But yeah, I'm, but but that, that's kind of the point. If you are if you don't think it, we have a shot at winning this year, like, it might be well, fine to go without well, Simmons. Maybe. But, I mean, I guess if there's a better trade down the line, what I'm saying is... If well, if you think it's going to improve, that's what I'm saying. If you think that, if you think holding on to Ben Simmons, which right now, granted, we've been saying this forever, and we, we're going to sacrifice a year at this point. But does it really matter, do you think? Well, that's the thing. I don't know if it's going to improve, though. And if you don't know and you have a great offer that you most likely think, and, I mean, if Maury trusts, it really comes down, obviously, if Maury feels that it's right, um, you know, then you make that move. But if you can acquire Fox, who seems like and has had great moments in his career, uh, I mean, having a down year, obviously, right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll you, talk more about Fox. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I was just saying that kind of level because it seems yeah. like that level player is available. I mean, yeah, if you could trade for that caliber level, that's like still on the, on the come up in a way where like, it's not, it's still a younger player that you're kind of not like sacrificing too much of an age difference between Simmons and whatever player you're getting return. I think it could be worth it. If, if the player's right and fits, I think so. Instead of holding on for Simmons, not knowing if his value really is going to go up, if he doesn't play at all, you know, I, I don't know. Are people just not even interested at that point? Or is he like, he's a hot name now. It might be time to trade for, you know, the team is getting desperate. They realize Simmons is still one of the best defenders in the NBA, great playmaker, all this stuff. You know, I mean, teams need him, especially if they're trying to make a real playoff push. And if some team can, you know, if he can get past all the BS around him and his life, whatever it may be, it might be worth By the way, you posted he was playing basketball. So he's not mentally well enough to play basketball in the NBA. Yes. He is yes. Mentally well enough to play it in an empty high school gym. Well, not yes. empty, but in a high school gym with 
whoever he's, he's doing great in front of the five people at, uh, at cherry hill east i believe it was oh that's what well, okay i i couldn't really ju- i honestly didn't know if that was like a su- if it was a summer video someone was trying to pass off i don't know why they were, i got but... like two dms yesterday okay. basically saying it was at some like some high school cherry yeah no, i found out i found out i saw it was a one of these guys former high school but yeah i didn't yeah well, didn't confirm anything didn't go deep journalism into it yeah yeah uh i mean so we all know he's fine he's just bullshitting it uh, I mean, do you think it would change his mindset at all if he knows he's not getting traded this season? Like, if the deadline passes, do you think he might be like, well, fuck, I might as well, you know, I should play once during my age 25 season and, well, and yeah. keep this money? My like, question is, yeah, what is that's my question. What is the money scenario? I mean, if he doesn't play at all, is, is he getting, like, what's the deal with that? Is he getting uh, okay, paid? so there was the report that we stopped finding him, but I still think he misses for when he, he still doesn't get his game checks for, for when okay. he, uh, he, he, surp- he still surpassed sport track, uh, keeps keeps track of the Ben Simmons fines but uh I believe he's still getting fined for when he misses games I mean he's surpassed 10 million already I think he's in the around 11 million yeah see I just I don't know if I'm him I mean it's just gonna be so tough to come back just between the the crowd at least and the the teammates I mean I just don't know how even Embiid can accept he was fined yesterday by the way 360,000 yeah I mean he's just I, I don't I think he's crazy for sitting out this long. I mean, no, I, I mean, the, we, we all know that, but I'm just the saying, longer he waits. though, I feel like the tougher it is. It's like if you were to come what, back to trade him, or to, for, trade for him, him to play back uh, to trade him and for him to just come okay. back. I think I think technically it's easier to trade someone in the offseason than it is. Well, all right. More, well, what, more opportunities there to act more players yeah. available. Yeah. OK, I mean, that's yeah. fair. Yes. But but I, I think with the, the team situation, the team dynamic to bring him back, if the middle of the season plug him in we're playing and especially now we're playing you know better basketball and beads dominating it's like oh let's plug in simmons pump the brakes i think that's my what would it be might say honestly i don't no, know I, I think he would he would take him back I, I don't know if it would be happily or whatever but i think he would take him back because mb's got to know that this, you have a better higher ceiling with simmons available if simmons wanted to play i don't think he's coming <laughs> back but if he did i don't know what goes we, through his i mind. think he would come yeah. back no nobody does um, so we'll go to the news of the day. This was the big one. It was actually, we were supposed to record a pod like yesterday or the day before. I'm glad we held off because the, the big news of the day yep. is that uh, Tobias Harris is trying to, well, Daryl Moy is trying to include Tobias Harris in any Ben, or not any, but in Ben Simmons trade talks. He did it with Hopefully Atlanta, any. apparently. And, and Atlanta hung up the phone as soon as they did, apparently. It was a report that came from Windhorse and Mark Spears, I believe. Uh, I'll just, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I love it. I mean, well, I don't love it, but I love it. If we can, yeah, trade- because I, I think it's conflicting. Of course, we want to get rid of Tobias, but yes. I think I, the way the report came off, at least to me, you know, you know, you can say if it's different. It came across as if the Sixers aren't that player that they want is not available, but they're willing to take a player, you know, maybe Fox or whatever, because apparently they're not interested in Fox any, anyway, but. They're willing to take that Fox level player for Simmons if it also means that they could unload Tobias Harris, is what it came across to me. So it seems like they're sacrificing a little bit of the Simmons trade value that they think he has for for getting off Tobias. Um, I don't know if that's how it came across to you. Yeah, I mean, if you if you can get rid of Tobias, just I mean, him and his beyond catastrophic contract. I mean, if you can somehow get rid of that, that would be fantastic. I don't think you'll get rid of it, though. You might get a guy on a one-year shorter deal like Kevin Love, D'Angelo Russell. But that's going to, yeah, but that's going to expire. And then, yeah, that's fine, right? I mean, that's fine if it's Yeah, but it would expire next, like after After next season, you're saying. Yeah, 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 it's just one season earlier than Tobias. 
Yeah, but once I mean, I don't know if they have an impact on the seat or on the team. And if you're getting it depends once again, it depends what you're getting in return. I mean, that's the key. If you're getting a difference maker that you think this is a number two option on a championship team or can be, has the potential to be this season, then I think you do the trade because it's better than Simmons playing at high school doing nothing and Tobias putting up these boring 18 point games, 12 fadeaways that yeah. misses. So I mean, I'm I just gonna know. give you a quick example. This one would actually Tobias would be completely off the books. In, okay. in this deal, uh, which I don't think is going to happen. And it's been um, so I don't know um, what the pick situation would be, but it does seem like just from the reports and just me, you know, taking some guesses based off the reports, it seems like Minnesota is the most interested team, but they just they're not going to give up Cat for obvious reasons. They're not giving up Edwards for obvious reasons, but it seems like they they absolutely love Simmons. There was the report that they're, they've basically given up every asset um, or offered every asset aside from those two that I mentioned in order for to get Ben Simmons. So what if we do we did end picks? Like I said, don't know the situation. Picks plus Patrick Beverly, who expires, Tarian Prince, who expires, Jaden McDaniels, he's a good young player. Uh, but you also have to take D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell, one year shorter than Tobias. He, I think he would put up crazy stats on us, but I think he sucks at basketball, so that's a little tough. But he is younger. And you're trading, what is you trading just Simmons? Tobias and Simmons. Tobias and Simmons, okay. Uh, I mean, once again, I don't think Dilo makes you that much better. I oh, think I think, you... it, yeah, I think you, well, I guess you do better than you... what you are currently yes. because Simmons isn't playing for you currently, but you, you wouldn't have that. Like, uh, like right now, if Simmons came back, we're better than we would be if we acquired Dilo. Correct. Like, correct. Which sucks. Cause we're just giving up to give up almost in that, in that fact, but, yeah. but you'd um, have picks. I think it's easier to reroute D'Angelo Russell. He would be on a $30 million expiring deal the next year. Uh, yeah, I think it's, there's but a it's lot of it exactly. Now. It's more of a play for it's not really a, a move for this season. It feels like that's a yeah. move to make another move. That's what that is. That's not like a hey, let's win now type of thing. We just got this guy. Like that's what these feel like. And maybe it comes down to that, or maybe he waits. That's kind of the big question. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I would do that just because I don't know what the future holds. And I mean, if you can't some for some reason move that guy or you know, whatever it may be, I, I don't know. It's a risky trade. Just also, I'm curious. Uh, I w- would like you to send that or post that on Sixers Mania, <laughs> like we did before. Send the trade. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll send post. it to you afterwards. It's a good post. If you it. do it, you might have to explain because I know people aren't smart enough to bring. You know, not everyone. Not not this the people listen to this. These are a bunch of. Oh yeah, these um, are well. These are a bunch of aristocrats over here. But uh, <laughs> but you know, you'll get people that think like in, even in your comment section, other comment section, oh, yes. people being like, Oh wow. Now we're going to add more value to the Simmons trade. Like, yeah. No, I was about to no. say that. Yep. <laughs> Device doesn't add any value. He takes away from, from. Yeah. He, he makes it less valuable. Who wants that contract? Exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, and that's just casual, but also going into the report too, because I was talking about that was what got this kickstarted. And this has been rumored before, but it is, but Windhorse was saying that we want to free up cast space for James Harden this offseason. Now, I will say, while I understand Daryl Morey and Harden, I understand Harden might want to, you know, I, I think Philly would be great for Harden. But he, he I think he's just going to win the championship this year. I don't know why he'd want to leave. He'd still be able to make – he'd make more money in Brooklyn unless it was a sign-and-trade. So, I mean, which yeah. I guess it would be. But he, why, why would he want to come here over Brooklyn if they do win a championship? Does he just hate Kyrie that much, or does he want to put up stats? Like, what, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I give him a zero percent chance. If they win the championship, there is, I, I just cannot <laughs> yeah, I don't, see I don't a think way. Either, but Especially but, I, but I think they are going to win the championship. Now, granted, they've been stalling ever I, since Kyrie came back, but they haven't been healthy. No, they're definitely. Good. I mean, I think they're the favorites when fully healthy or whatever. They have all their all their stars playing. Yes, like they're the best team in basketball, but. 
Um, I mean, yeah, if you can acquire yeah. him next year and, and for some reason they get bounced in the conference finals or whatever, or lose the finals. Okay. Maybe I'll give you a shot. He seemed to love putting up stats in Houston. And I think Houston was probably his favorite. I think he enjoyed Houston back in the day. Like not, not the last year, obviously, but yeah. like, I thought, I think he liked Houston, like with Chris Paul, when they were going against the Warriors better than he liked, he likes Brooklyn right now. I don't, I don't know about you, but it, it seems like he was like, oh, we're winning and I'm putting up these, these crazy stats. Of course you want the, both of those things, but I do think he, I do think he really likes being the one or the two option. Which You're he right. Here. He'd be the only guy who could dribble. You're right. But I wonder at this point in his career, he might've got to the point where and maybe he hasn't changed, but if he got to the point where it's like, now I just want to ring. Which is possible. I mean, yeah, that's but why. But what if he gets that ring and then he's like, now I'll try to do it on my own. Maybe. As the number one, op- or, you know, MB would still be better, but he'd be the number one offensive option, I would assume, if he was traded here. Possibly. But I feel like at that point, also, you could just be like, well, I mean, I just want a ring. Let's do it again. That's the I, other. I, no, I agree. I <laughs> that's would where absolutely I think he's want from. to be in. I would that's, want to be in Brooklyn if I were James Harden. Yeah, I, I just don't I don't see an actual like logical way where James Harden wins the championship and he's like, all right, peace. I just I just can't. Okay, see but it. I'm just saying maybe even if they went seven in the Eastern Conference Finals, he might be like, you know, this isn't bad, but uh, you know, I maybe I just want to put up stats and yeah, and I could still play with Embiid. I don't have to worry about playing defense. You know, it might just be more. I mean, fun you never know. Him. Unlikely, but you never know. Never like know. I think he'd have more fun playing with the Sixers, but he wouldn't win as much. You know, like, yes, like on, yes. I mean, he would be. He'd put up a ton of shots. He wouldn't have to play defense. Like that's awesome for him. Yeah, perimeter guy. I mean, he's the dude. Like, if you want a guy with the ball in your hand, like he's the guy taking that shot, and then they have a beat. I mean, he'd be an awesome fit. I love to see it, but it, it, you know, it looks unlikely as of now. Okay, so um, we're gonna with Simmons too. The last little reports here. Atlanta's interested in Simmons, which is hilarious because they they witnessed Simmons firsthand. That they, they were there. <laughs> for last time yep. uh though I, I i understand i think every team should be interested in simmons to some extent outside of like milwaukee because him and Giannis wouldn't make sense or like the jazz because, well even even the jazz because then i would just get rid of gobert but i do think every team should be interested in simmons because you're gonna get him for you're gonna he's the best player in any deal that he's being offered as much as i even like darren fox and and i like dejounte murray ben simmons is better than both of those players still i i truly believe that but so yeah, Atlanta's interested in him, despite the fact they saw him melt, melting. To me, and you seemed a little bit more optimistic about this. I don't think Atlanta has a single package that I'd be interested in. Because they're not moving Trey. So, what? Yeah. What you liked Collins and Reddish a little bit more than me? What and picks? I guess. Well, a pick. Listen. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Did I watch the one game. Hawks game where like Cam Reddish had twenty nine points? <laughs> Was that the only game I saw? Maybe. Maybe so. My bias, yes. That's kind of yes. what. But well, when he does go off, he looks awesome because he's one of those guys. He's tall. He's athletic. He can shoot. Like it's like he, he looks incredible. But yeah, usually, he's good at one out of every twenty games. I was on Instagram Live today, and one guy was basically saying, "He's like, well, Reddish has the potential, unlikely, but potential to be like a baby Paul George." I was like, "That's kind of that, a, that's kind of comparison." Well, that that was the comparison out of college. But, yeah, but Paul George was way more consistent even at this point in his career, and Paul George was a much better defender. Paul George. Yeah, Cam Reddish just profiles as a guy who can maybe D up, but uh, like Paul George was an elite defender already. So I like, yeah, a little I mean I don't know if Collins and Reddish are once again the answer. I mean none of these also, trades. Also, you can unload doing. Tobias Collins and Tobias. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna gouge my eyes out watching that because no, that for those be that are unaware, John Collins is in the school of Tobias when it comes to shooting threes, where he shoots forty like percent from three, but he shoots three a game. And it's it's yeah. mind boggling. 
Yeah, I mean, and then also on defense, Collins sucks the defender. Harris can't defend threes because he's not quick enough. So no, it'd be painful to watch. I think we would be we would actually be worse with that unless we started benching Tobias, which we don't want to do because we're still trying to trade Tobias. Yeah, you see more. I mean, I like Reddish though. I like it. Yeah, I I like it. I mean, maybe you need Herder as well. I don't know. (laughs) Make it a bigger trade. Herder makes like a good amount of money. I like Herder. Yeah, they put her. But also, there. like, if you we trade, to it, all right, let's say, let's say you guys? did acquire all those guys, who would you bench then? Because this, the Sixers team, for all its flaws, they are a deep team. Yeah, like you yeah, would I mean, agree. Like, it, it just means you're benching. Like, I like Herder, but do I think I, I don't know? He makes three times the amount of money as Furkan, and I think Furkan's nearly as good. I think it's just good. But yeah, but I think that's a. I mean, that's a good problem to have. To be fair. I, yeah, I but mean, then you're you're just gonna have to trade one of those guys anyway, and if they're not playing, they're not gonna have value. Obviously, I would take Herder as like a throw-in for for more. But. Yeah, I mean, Herder did play very well against us in the playoffs last year. I think. Yeah, um, you know, I did because he had Seth Curry on him. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, he was he, he was going off there. Um, not, not every playoff team relies on Seth. Curry. Hey, like, surrounded me with shooters. I mean, have a bunch of snipers. And, and Herder, Herder's Herder. like Herder's very similar to Furkan in the fact that they just chop threes. They they're pretty. Yeah. I mean, it's like Isaiah Joe and Furkan are the only guys that are like that on our team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Need more of those. Is there anyone else on it? Like, there's Bogdan Bogdanovich. There's. Uh, I'm assuming I mean, Bogdanovich. Gallo, has... I think, would just be salary filler because I think he's a negative asset. Yeah, but I, don't uh, know. I mean, I feel like Bogdanovich Hunter? is somewhat valuable. I haven't seen. I, hasn't, I like he been, hasn't he been injured a lot? Yeah, but uh, he's Hunter? better than Cam Rush. It's just that he's older. Uh, yeah. Even though they were in the same class, he makes slightly more money. Even, uh, and, I mean, if he's healthy, he I know he's a three upside. I don't even think did he play in the playoffs against us? I know he was in. No, he was out for the entire playoffs last yeah, year. That was yeah. kind of my point for yeah. why. Uh, yeah, he was injured though. He was like legit in the rotation. He looked awesome last year. Yeah, I mean, I like to see him play. Of course, I mean, I think if you can get a guy that's three and D, I mean, I'd take that. I, I think that would be a good fit. I mean, we need more guys that are a little, a little more athletic. You prefer that to have. reddish. Uh, yeah, probably. I, I mean, I, no. I have. I haven't seen enough to really say. I know people like Hunter more than Reddish. I think he's more, I guess he's proven. Well, there's a reason you haven't point. seen a lot of camera actions because he's not very good at basketball. Yeah. So shout out to Jack and Sam. Let's just get both Reddish, Hunter. Yeah. The whole thing. Yep. Um, all right. Well, um, I mentioned Minnesota, who seems like the most interested, and that was the potential trade I was interested in. I, once again, I don't really think Minnesota has anything to offer. The only reason I would trade to them is to get off Tobias as well. Anyway, because they, they have the ability to do that on like other teams. Last one, uh, Kyle Newbeck, once again, talked about, uh, well, Kyle Newbeck didn't, Fox and Halliburton are apparently available. That got broken. Uh, the athletic report that I, I don't remember if it was Sean's or if it was, I think it was Sam Hammock. I don't remember, but uh, Fox and Halliburton are now available and they, they are, the Kings are definitely interested in Tobias, or not in Tobias, I wish they were interested in Tobias. <laughs> they are definitely interested in Ben Simmons. That was the report. Kyle Newbeck then reported that the Sixers, they don't think Halliburton's good enough, though they would be very interested in having him, presumably because he doesn't make a lot of money and he fits very well with the team. So like he's not good enough to be a centerpiece. And then Fox, I guess they think he's good to be a centerpiece, but they don't want him on the Sixers because of fit, I guess, would be the uh, concern there. Who? What the, are your thoughts on that? The Kings don't want him on because of No, fit, the Sixers wouldn't. Is- uh, we, he, the report Newbeck said is that if Fox were in trade, he'd be rerouted to 13. So it seems like we're not interested in it fox interesting uh i mean i think i like fox but I, well so you're basically like trading most people though you're basically trading 
what uh simmons and well, no, Tobias I'm just, for I'm Halliburton? Just, no no i mean i don't know the exact parameters of a trade you would it, that that doesn't work salary wise but i'm just saying like but it seems like somewhere or another we're getting Halliburton. Is, is kind of if what, we were to do a trade with the kings it seems like yes we would be getting Halliburton. but if we also did a kit but like they could end up trading clocks and we might not be the team that gets him because the sixers just aren't interested yeah it'd be like some three-team thing right that that's what it was saying yeah be i mean that that'd be team. interesting i don't know how i don't know how that would work but I, I don't know like what's your reaction because i know for me i'm disappointed because I, I, well i agree that Halliburton's cheaper and he fits perfectly with he fits better with mb he's just I, he has a limited upside to me and i, I think fox if we're yeah if we're talking about who was better at the end of last year fox was like much better than than oh, i mean listen you you want the most talented player i mean that's Exa- that's exactly. the bottom line and Granted, his shot hasn't really developed, but his shot still looks fine. He's still willing to take him. He's a great. He's a good passer. His his speed is legendary, yeah. as we all know. And he and he's a, he's got the mentality that we need. He's great at attacking the basket. And let's not forget with Maxi. He's but still. Pl- he's playing on the Kings. When you come to the Sixers, there's a lot of pressure. No matter yeah. what, what taking we, off we've that seen player. That happen with other guys. Like even honestly, and he's fallen back since then. So yeah. maybe he's not the best example. But like Anthony Davis, everyone was like making fun of him when he was on the Pelicans. And and then he goes to the Lakers and they win a title the first year. Like it's a lot easier not, when you're he's, playing he's not with Davis stars. Player, but I'm just I, but yeah, it, that that's my point. I mean, like, when you play with Joel, I mean, it takes a yeah, lot exactly. Of he's the off. best player on the Kings right now. He'd be the second best player on the Sixers. Yeah, by a large margin, because second yeah, best. he's playing with the top five player. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, well, right now he's playing like the top five, hundred percent. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw something that said that the top six players right now. Um, were, better be in there. He's got yeah, Embiid was, but it, they had. Uh, I'm interesting if to make him five. Who would you throw out? I know th- my answer is obvious, but it was. I think it was Giannis, LeBron, uh, Jokic, Curry, Embiid, KD. Yeah, those were the. I mean, I think Embiid's better than Jokic. <laughs> oh, probably, I would go over Curry. I, I was going to say you're probably Curry saying statistically Curry. is having a worse season than he was last year, even though isn't he in a, he's in a slump he's a right runner. now? I think right isn't he in a slump in the past couple? Oh of games, yeah, he's in, he's in a slump, but in general his numbers aren't great. They're just winning because Wiggins has turned into a forty three percent three. Wiggins is crazy. And, I was going to say he's Jordan funny. Pools become incredible and yeah. And everything's going great for Golden State. Also, I did that post. Uh, I did that. I had a post a few weeks ago. Did you see that? Where it's like Pool Maxi. I forget the other two players, Halliburton and someone else. So you oh, have yeah, want yeah. us to go? Do Do you think Pool's better than Maxi or or Halliburton's better? I think not Halliburton. I think I'd rather have Maxi, but Pool might be better. Like right okay. now, okay. I just believe in Maxi's development. I think uh, whoever the, I thought Halliburton was the weakest one of all those. Was okay. it, what was it? Hero. Yeah, it was Hero, Hero was Halliburton, Maxi, or Pool. Here's yeah. best, yeah. Here's definitely the best, and then, uh, I would go with probably. I I still would probably go Maxi. I don't know. I, the the three bottom ones are close. I would say. Yeah. No, it's tough. It's but, tough. But I will say with Albert and going back to that because that's granted that is what we were talking about. Yep. Alberton was playing incredible basketball without Darren Fox, and then Fox came back and he, and he wasn't as good. So. Maybe he's miscast as this role of every. No one thought he was a primary ball handler, but maybe he is. I don't. I don't know. He's putting up like twenty ten now. Granted, he was shooting like fifty two percent from three in that stretch. That's mm-hmm. he's not a fifty two percent three point shooter. He's not really a volume guy either. But uh, he's a good passer. He's a good defender. He's he's kind of Lonzo Ball like in like that comparison. I'd say he's maybe a more legit shooter than Lonzo off the dribble. But Lonzo's more of a off ball point guard. It's weird. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I I was disappointed in that report 
That sucks. We've but... been talking about Fox to the Sixers for a while. But I understand it from, you know, he's not that great of a shooter. And this year he's not playing up to his contract either. So I, I guess I get that. It, it, I, I still have faith in Maury. He's done fairly well so far. I think, I think he'll made them. I, I mean, listen, he got rid of Al and all these bad pieces. I still and... don't think the Al was – Josh Richardson one is a miracle. Al, not so much. Yeah. I, I don't know. Because when you look at Al, we gave up a first-round pick that we could really use right now. It, it just to, you know, for Simmons or Tobias to unload or whatever. And we got Danny Green, who no one wants on the team anymore. True. So I, I don't know if he won that trade or not. And by the way, from this Thursday, also, Horford was tra- later traded for another first round pick. That's anyway, true. Go from on. this Thursday, we have four weeks until the NBA trade deadline. I believe it's February tenth, yeah. so it's yeah, coming up. It's coming up. Yeah, we'll no, we'll be we'll be back to do that. Of course, um, we might even we might have two pretty soon. We might have one before, one after. But yeah. Um, last thing I wanted to mention, not even really Sixers related, but we did it last time with the uh, with the Blazers, and we talked about their falling apart. Now this isn't. I don't think he, he's been rumored in trades, but I don't think he's actually going to happen. Um, the Celtics are just abysmal. <laughs> like oh, They are terrible. so bad. bad. I thought they'd be better. Ima Odoka looks clueless as a head coach, which shout out to Tim. We thought I mean, technically, they did, try to, they did try building the, 20, the 1926ers, except without Simmons and Embiid. So maybe that's why it didn't work out well. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, True. I mean... I mean, I, we would love Jalen Brown. They're not trading Tatum. They're probably not trading Brown. But uh, how have you been enjoying the Celtics season so far? Listen, you'll love to see it. They're I mean, the 10th they, right now. 20 they, and 21. Worse than the Wizards, Hornets, Raptors, Cavaliers, yeah. and Sixers. Yeah. Great job, Celtics. You're doing great. Uh, they have yes, no right. playmaking. No playmaking. I mean, they... Yeah, and Shooter's actually been, like, all right for them. But, yeah, uh, Tatum and, and Brown aren't No one can pass. And they have overlap right there. Listen, and then they don't can, have an elite big or an elite If we guard. can make a trade for Jalen Brown, I would love that. That's Brett Brown's you're argument. Going, yeah, I was going to say you're going, going Brett know, Brown for Jalen Brown. But we, we got to do it. I mean, somehow that'd be a great trade. Peel him out of there. Throw him Simmons. The Boston fans will hate him day one. No, <laughs> Boston fans will convince themselves of anything. <laughs> Maybe you're right. But. He's also lighter in skin tone. So <laughs> usually Cut that out. Their MO. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I, that was a shot of Boston's fans. It wasn't. It wasn't I understand, brother. That's my statement, yeah. I guess. But yeah, uh, that's going to wrap it up for us. <laughs> now we just have to wait on our own two miserable teams with uh, the Knicks and the Hawks, our infamous bet that is not going well for either of us. Oh my God, uh, yeah. What's that? We have $50. I have $50 that the Hawks will finish above the Knicks. Let's check the standings. And uh, they're 11 and 12 seed. Granted, the Knicks have three more wins and one less loss so it's looking better for you but the knicks are are they're both miserable and compared to what they were last year it's just that knicks nation baby so far (laughs) knicks nation that's the other thing i should mention about the hawks it makes sense that they're doing this but uh like that they're looking into simmons because they're so bad but it is crazy how everyone wants collins they all want bogdanovich they we all think trey young's good meanwhile the the hawks are the 12th seed like if all these players were really that good they wouldn't be this low yeah Uh, it's also we're like John Collins bitches loss. about his role every year. Really I think he would hate it. I think he would hate it here with Embiid because you'd have Embiid posting up. Like I said, Collins shoots three threes a game. Tobias posting up. It would be Horford all over again. Which I'm is trying to I think, think of a team that no one, any, anyone on the Raptors, any funny players out there? No. I'm, sure, I'm like what, going down the East. Yeah, for us. I like, there's a ton, but I, I don't know if we would. It's like OG. Yeah. OG Fred, uh, Van Vliet. And I'm not saying all together, but OG Van Vliet, uh, they, they're not going to trade Barnes at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, there's some argue, players out there. They would argue 
Pascal. I don't, I don't think so. No, especially now. No, no. We've suggested like OG before. Uh, I think I suggested before the year OG and Van Vliet, which granted would have done it now. Same with the Murray, though, uh, which I wouldn't have done. I, I wouldn't have done Van Vliet and OG at the time, but I would have done the Murray one. So I, I win some, I lose some, I guess. Also, do we think the Bulls are really going to end up as the one seed? They're, they're 26 and 11 right now. Uh, no, because the Nets just got Kyrie Irving in the, the two seed mm-hmm. for half the game they got. But are they going to be a serious contender in the playoffs? Like, do they get past the first round? No, I mean, I, I don't think either of us think they're better than the Nets or the Bucks, right? Agreed. I, I don't like think, a lot of their players, though. Do you think the Heat are better? The Heat are better than the Bulls? Well, I don't know. I think they're both kind of the same. I think DeMar is just like – DeMar's not as good <laughs> yeah. as Jimmy, but, yeah. like, Lonzo's better than Lowry. You know, like, I mean, I guess Bam's better. That'd be a good matchup. It would be a good matchup. I don't know. The Bulls have a lot of players that like. We 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 talked about the Bulls. They do. With Junker on the pod a lot. Um, I th- I think the interesting one is the Cavaliers. Are they really going to stick in this top six range? Uh, but they. I mean, Garland's been awesome. He was another guy that I think I might have suggested a trade for before the year, even though I wouldn't. Like I said, wouldn't have done that. I, I was pretty. You anti- might have to start drumming when we play them. To be honest, and, they were uh, a huge lineup. Yeah, were with Mo- Mobley and Allen, it makes no sense. Mobley Allen. Planning, even so. uh, what's that big uh? Marty. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I, like I said, that that'll probably wrap it up. I mean, we'll if any news drops, you know, we'll probably be back in a couple of weeks with trade deadline stuff. It's but coming up. If any if any news happens, you know, we'll we'll be back. Uh, but yeah, uh, Maltz, where can they find you? Absolutely, you can find me uh, on Instagram at Sixers Mania. Always on there, posting new content. Should be a lot of stuff coming out. Hopefully, we're posting some trades in the near future. If not, I will be very depressed Sixers fan. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much everything. Yeah, I mean, this season is still depressing, but at least the win streak has softened it a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah uh, please give us a five star review on Apple. I'll read it on the pod. Get a shout hey, out. Reveal thing, or you can give us one star if you think it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> Um, I'm good with whatever. Uh, find me at Will Coffer and on Instagram, Twitter. Anyway, that'll do. Until next time.